For the best in metaphysical, spiritual, and holistic programming, you're listening to InnerLightRadio.com, the healing frequency. you lovely listeners this is Caleb Truth and you are now listening to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com where we go beyond the surface level of reality and dive deep to reveal hidden truths and exciting revelations thank you so much for joining us here again today and again I want to say big ups to Innerlight Radio for helping us to put on this show and for doing the work that they do so if you uh, love radio and you love conscious content Please go and check out InnerLightRadio.com on Facebook. Check out their page and support the speakers and the other radio hosts that put on their programs. Uh, In this period of time that we're living in, putting out conscious media is one of the greatest forms of rebellion. As we all understand, the media industry is widely controlled by a very small group of people. And their agenda is to keep us locked into a certain level of perception of ourselves, of authority figures, of other people, you know, of this this whole reality, and to keep us subdued and to keep us feeling that we're powerless, to keep us feeling that this is what it is and we can't change it. So all those who are out there who are putting out amazing media, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube or, I don't know, newspapers, whatever it is, if they're putting out conscious content and they're doing their due diligence to help support creating a new conscious culture on this planet, please support them and please do what you can um, to get out their message. Because the more of us, uh, you know, get our minds wrapped around these new ideas and new ways of perceiving reality, the faster we will be able to create a better world, a better world that is suitable for all people. So today, on today's show... The theme, I don't know if you can guess it yet, but it's on reclaiming our sovereignty. And this show packs a punch. It's a huge, heavy subject. You know, there's so many angles to go into in in regards to this subject matter. We're going to try and tackle as much as we can. But again, I've said this before on previous radio programs, and I'll say it again. We're living during a period of time on this planet where things are reaching a threshold. And we have a unique opportunity right now as human beings, as a species, to evolve, to elevate our level of awareness and consciousness and and get justice for ourselves and get justice for every creature on this planet and justice for the planet itself. We have that ability now. We have the internet. We have technologies. We have each other. We're all connected now. So there's nothing holding us back and really nothing stopping us except for ourselves. It's not Trump. It's not Trudeau. It's not anybody else on this planet. It's us. Ultimately, we have the last say. They are the 1%. We are the 99%. So if we really want to change something, if we really want to see a better world and create new systems, if we find a way to work together, we can do it. And yes, some people are going to believe that I'm delusional and I have this this dystopian perspective of, you know, the future and this and that. I don't really care. They can think and feel whatever they want. I know in my heart that we are all very powerful spiritual beings and we all have the capabilities to create anything. We're limitless. And I think that 
it's about time that we start tapping into some of that limitless energy. So I'm welcoming back onto the show today my guest from last week, Troy McGill, who is a shining light in his community, um, a person who does not mess around when it comes to speaking truth. And I'm very grateful to have him back on today. So thank you so much, Troy, for joining me again. Thank you, Kay. And greetings to everyone in Regioland and who's listening. Um, I feel a good vibration. I feel a show coming up. And um, it's uh, good to talk again, Kay. You know, before I got on the show, um, I had to get myself in the mood because I have a bit of a cabin fever here. I think this is the season. And um, I did some meditation and I put some music on. And I had a random list. First song that played was a group Yes, and it was very electronic and it had sound healing to it. It brought my energy back up. The second song that played was Michael Jackson, and it was an early 90s R&B where you flowed in with the music. I can't remember the name of the song. But then what came to me, and this is why I'm, I'm just flowing with this conversation here, what came to me in that song was how the media affected my perception of Michael Jackson and how that baby that was hanging in Germany off the balcony and all of what they were doing to him, how our minds were poisoned and to think that now when we're seeing more of the truth and seeing more of what Michael knew and how, what he was trying to really get out and how horrific it all was and what they accused him of, I've just, you know, I had to bring that into this um, this connection today. Uh-huh. And the third song that played was one of Bob Marley's first hits. It was called Hypocrite. Oh, and stop it right there. It was Bob Marley's birthday yesterday. So let's all, you know, think about Bob Marley and send him some blessings and some love. I want to do a show with you, especially on Bob Marley. Mm. Really appreciate that. You know, um, getting out some of my interactions and knowledge from being born in that hemisphere where that consciousness permeated into reality today. And my perception of it, not just as a person that found it later in life, but was actually birthed in it. And um, Bob Marley's like hypocrite. One line that hit me was, all they teach to love one another, all they teach to love one another. No, what he was saying was the hypocrites were teaching to love one another. And this is deep because Bob Marley wasn't all smiles. He, he had it rough, he had it hard. And he had to become that sovereign individual that any challenge, he was going to stand up to it. Uh-huh. That just so knowing. Bob Marley is a very good example of our subject today where he did not comply with anything, but yet he still made it because Bob Marley had divine sovereignty. He knew he was a son. He knew he his father. He did not think for one minute that he was part of the system. This was very early for him. And this is probably the number one reason for Bob Marley's ultimate success from nothing to world famous. And now people are just discovering how important Bob Marley was or is in the reality of awakening on this planet. Uh He was demonstrating in his sovereignty that all what you think you know is not true and all what you think is is half truths and the understanding of when you know what is what you know that song get up stand up he says he defies the church he defies the isms and the schisms and in the end he says that um you can fool some people sometimes but you can't fool all all the people all the time (laughs) Now you have seen the light. You stand up for your rights because you understand mm. that the fear of not knowing who you were and who are you to stand up and who are you to say anything 
was the deception that is in our, all of our minds as, as humans that are trapped in um, corporate maritime law of slavery, which we like to say, oh, I'm not a slave. We're free. I can do what we want to do. But uh, let me answer this phone because I don't want my credit card points to go down. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, you can say you can say what you want. But, you know, at some level, everyone is bound into it with exception of very few people who probably are the abusers of our reality, where they knew the ultimate secret and they kept that to themselves. That's the knowledge of the dark that is missing from the feeling of the light that needs to come back into, to come to create the sovereign integral or the sovereign being where you can't fool me because of my knowledge and experience and at the same time, I know who I am connected to all source. Now, how can you defeat me? Right? And this is the, this is the bridge of what we're talking about, the sovereignty. Um, you know, people confuse being sovereign as being out of the Babylonian system or the matrix or corporate system. Um, that's only a part of it because if you don't, if you think that you're just a, human flesh and body, and you're not connected to source, then you exist in poverty by saying, I don't want any part of that system. And so now you're, you're taunted, you feel less than because you're deprived of the privileges of the, um, the transportation and the energies that feed the existing system. And now you put yourself on the outside of the system. So it is imperative that one knows that they are the son or daughter of the most high or the connected source or unity conscience, whichever way you want to put it. It's our own inside internal mechanism anyway. And yes. when we, and our understanding of processing this is what makes you that, that being. And, and I think I've run out of breath here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like just to, just to like uh, reconnect with that idea, I feel that when they when they implemented whatever strategies or systems or policies or whatever they did on this planet, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to colonialism because that's when I feel they really did some substantial damage. But when they disconnected us from source, from nature, that is when I really feel that they plunged humanity into poverty. And not just poverty physically, like 3D materialistic type stuff, but spiritual poverty. And I think when we went into that spiritual poverty and we we were disconnected and disillusioned and we were, I don't know, we, we became naive. We became suggestible. And in that, we became vulnerable. And one great thing I love about what you said about going back into like that connection with like higher self unity consciousness whatever is that we must understand that there's different ways to perceive wealth and for me one of the greatest um perspectives of this higher understanding of abundance or wealth is spirituality it's our connection to everything that is abundance we come from abundance and when they trapped us into this 3d reality matrix of superficial materialistic uh ways of living and moving through this reality and whatever perceptions that is when like i really feel we became impoverished we got stuck into this culture of of wanting more needing more you know needing to be affluent and i I can do a whole show on itself just on affluence but you know we're we're living in this in this stage where it's like we got to have more cars we got to have more houses we got to have more clothes we got to have more friends we got to have more sex we got to have more food we got to have more like more 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 and it's like the world this earth is based upon abundance it has its own systems and yes our resources are finite but the energy that runs these systems is limitless and we need to like reconnect with that energy if I, I feel if we're really going to reclaim our sovereignty. It's learning how to have appreciation and value for what is already here right now and for what the now and this planet gives us. You know, we're sold through media, like I was mentioning earlier, like, you know, 
to have this and to have that and to think this way and that way and dress like this and speak like that and behave like this. And it's all bullshit. It's all just a program. It's a program to keep us away from reconnecting back with our sovereignty. They know the system or the, the powers that be and the systems that they put into place. They know that there is a chance that if we remember our sovereignty, we remember this power that we came from, their game is over. And I think they, they're already scrambling and, and trembling and trying to scheme, you know, at the last minute right now on this planet to try to trap us and keep us in this, this energy because they, they're, they're slipping. We're slipping. We're slipping from their grip. And, you know, you know, step by step is more women coming into power, which is like one of the most amazing things that has happened, I think, in the last little while. You know, we're seeing many social movements that are tackling like a plethora of different issues on this planet pop up. Like they cannot subdue 7 billion people and keep us under control. And, you know, I got to touch on something a little bit devious here. And I know you, you know a lot about this, but the depopulation agenda, you know, a lot of people on this planet, once they start coming into this information, of, of this darker agenda on the planet, this malevolent agenda, it becomes very clear that they were putting f fluoride in our water, pushing GMO food, you know, bombarding us with all different kinds of microwave radiation through cell phone technologies and other, other electronic technologies. Like, it becomes evident. Like, you're like, wait a minute. Why? Why are they doing this? What's the purpose? What's the reason? And I think I could be wrong. This is just my, my opinion, my perspective, but it's because they know damn well they cannot control 7 billion people. But maybe they can control 100,000. Maybe they can control a million. You know, that seems a lot more logical and plausible than 7 billion. So, you know, in, want, in, yeah, yeah, you, you go ahead. <laughs> you know, I want to speak to that because, you know, like when you're talking, there's a couple of key things, and I'm going to answer if I remember, if keep me on the trend of thought. Now, I like to go down into the root because you mm. were saying that something happened that disconnected us from nature, from creation. And now that's where everything begins. Okay. We're all given a story. And I think the um, Islam is very similar to, I call it the people of the book, which is the Western civilization, our culture. And when I say the book, the Quran, the Torah, and the Bible all share um, a common thread right down to the story of creation where there's an Adam and an Eve in the garden. And if I could prove that the God in the Bible was a manipulator and a controller and the person that was actually disconnecting all of us from that creation story that you so eloquently spoke about and questioned, I would then be able, if my story is understood, I would be able to cure the whole planet from a misconception and a misunderstanding which is our DNA being unplugged from this past and properly sealed and concreted and known as a proper foundation of, we can all agree on this. So our culture has been fed that man was born in total freedom with Eve and he disobeyed. And in the punishment of disobeying, man and woman were cursed and exiled from the garden. So as a story of creation, and we're all fed it. And our DNA, whether you're religious, non-religious, or anything, our DNA has this code in it. And it cannot be denied. The truth is, the story is partially true but the whole story was not told. And who's in that garden and playing that story is the most important factor on the whole of our creation and why we accepted slavery. And 
I can show all the reasons why Adam had to earn his food or his uh, crops from the sweat of his brow, that the weeds would grow with the corn or the wheat, um, and that Eve would suffer from labor pain, and that the snake would be feared by Eve, and that she would at any opportunity stamp on the, the, the head of the snake. Now, when you understand the snake is the knowledge and the tree of knowledge and knowing the truth, which is what one creator, God in that garden, who was called the snake, gave to Eve and Adam, hey, my daughter, this is the truth. I'm your father. I did this. I did that. This is what the truth is. This is what you were bred for. This is what everything is. And that shocked her. And she went and told Adam. And when Bossman, who played God with us, found out about this, he diminished his brother to a fornicator with apes and told this whole story to everyone else, wrote it in to make him look like the unblemished one. All he wanted was subservient slaves. He actually cursed us because he was the Lord and Master of earth and he cursed human beings it is said that god cursed adam and eve i didn't make this up i'm not making this up this is there and this is a very serious curse because the creators of our own culture created the curse for all descendants of adam and eve it's there plain and simple and when you know the story in its true form, as I, all I know is I put the pieces together. And a lot of times I feel like I was there in that garden. I don't know who I was, but sometimes when I'm giving this story, I feel like I was there. And so in that story, I can see the complete breakdown. If you read the book of Enoch and you read the accountabilities of what happened in Ad to Adam and Eve, you will see a whole mind control game that's put on them. Even their children, Cain and Abel, one was set against the other. And it was so cruel because here you are, one is bringing in the lambs, which were so sacred to these pretender gods. And the other one was bringing in potatoes and carrots, which was ordinary food for them. And they preferred... The, the lamb. And you can see it. It's written in the Bible. God preferred the sacrifice of Abel. And Cain is peeved. Cain is another brother. Cain is not getting shone on. He's not getting recognized. And then the lamb comes over and eats the carrots. And they get into a fight. And Cain takes a rock and hits his brother. He doesn't know. He's just a child. This happened. And then the curse of Cain. So one major descendant of Adam and Eve is now completely condemned as a murderer. You can already see the whole fractured reality coming from that DNA that was hurt. So well, the to third... Stop, to stop you there, like I can't... For me, I have very little knowledge about the Bible and the Book of Enoch. I've learned a few things here and there. I was raised Islamic, so I can't comment on too much with that. But for me, it it's very important that we practice discernment. I cannot say if these stories are legit or not. I cannot, you know, prove the source or any of these things. But I do feel that there are some fundamental lessons that we can get from these stories to understand our nature perhaps and you know what is possible what is not possible but if we're gonna like take it back to some things that are like a little bit more tangible like the lessons that people have learned and gathered through reading the torah reading the book of enoch or reading all these different things is that clearly there's, there's been some kind of schism in our reality as humans like there's been something that's been put into our reality to make us believe certain things 
And whether that source is evil or it's the devil or reptilians or whatever it is, it's like something happened down here. And since that something happened, things have never been the same. And like what I want to ask you about right now is what do you feel is the next wave? Like what are what kind of energy are we moving into? How are we going to move through these next stages, these next phases of human history, of human civilization? Well, I think that the last couple of years has been focused on knowing that we are part of the divine and reconnecting back with the divine. I believe that we all know it. We all know it a lot. We all feel it. We've uh, verified it with each other. And the next level is the one that is a bit more difficult, which is the divine male. And the defining of your own stories and creating the sovereign being within that can now start to do things in real functionality by using your divine manifestation and your divine male knowing of the existence of the reality and what the possibilities are to take it to the next next level. So part of part of what I see happening is to fix the story, to create new stories, and bring them into manifestations. Mm. And like so, we got like a like a few minutes before break here, but I think like we probably have to go back and revisit um, these concepts of divine masculinity and divine femininity like we have to further unpack that because people have all different kinds of ideas some people feel limited by that they're like oh you're living in duality consciousness you're living in polarity blah 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 i can respect their perspectives and their opinion on that however i feel that you know the universe has these archetypal energies naturally within it and i think that these dualities i guess i'll say act through different i don't know people situations species like we can see these things in nature and i think like when people are trying to question like divine masculinity and femininity i think they really need to further observe that in in nature in reality look at how these energies are playing out in in our lives and then maybe they can elevate those ideas to, to the next level and understanding that well from what i feel I, i've observed and i understand is that we have all of these energies within us it's kind of like going back into the tarot in the tarot each card from what i understand represents an archetypal energy and i think throughout our journey we all kind of you know step into one or more of those energies on our on our journey and those archetypal energies are meant to help refine us and teach us and grow us and evolve us um but uh yeah we have one minute before break so i think like before when we come back from the break i want to like talk more about your ideas about this divine masculinity what it is to you and how you feel like we can heal um our ideas about divine masculinity and then how that can further help propel our our civilization into like more abundance and more balance because clearly these energies, like, you know, our ideas about these things have been imbalanced. How divine masculine or how men were told to express themselves has been widely controlled. Same thing for women. And that has left us in a really awkward space. But, yeah, we'll, we're going to go on a break right now. We will come, be back in a few minutes. Okay.
better man you wish to have a meal Now you get the cups and you wish to have it still And still you cannot accept that Jaja is sweet Tell me Mr. Mansa what's the deal You said you have everything stained and sealed Thought you were the case But how you are happy You are the one who could need Now you the one to feel every day The game which I've been down your Come to the right place. My name is Caleb Truth, and I'm your catalyst dedicated to sharing good vibes, mind expanding, and heart centered information. Knowledge is power. In this fast paced world, it is so easy to get distracted by the matrix and miss out on connecting with the right people and information that will truly help you in living your best life. On this radio program, I save you time and energy by sharing awesome people new discoveries, life solutions, and wisdom to help you take action and create a positive shift in your life. I invite you to join me and share in this exciting adventure. Listen to Beyond the Veil on innerlightradio.com every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Beyond the Veil, inspiring conscious evolution. All right. And I think we're back. So for those of you who are joining us right now, um, today's show is about reclaiming our sovereignty. So this is this is like a really big subject, you know, and to really, I don't know, further explore this is going to take many, many more conversations, but we're, we're doing our, our best. We're going to try and touch on as much as possible. Um, before the break, we were talking about this this concept of divine masculinity. And I think what's important about exploring ourselves, which is which is top priority if we're going to reclaim our power and our sovereignty, is, is like understanding what these energies are, how they move through us and how they move through reality and how, you know, sometimes these things can be manipulated. And... Um, I think like Troy, like you mentioned even last night, I think when you and I were speaking, how it's easy to kind of blame men sometimes and blame them for not doing this and blame them for not doing that and blame them for all the wars and the killing and the destruction. But then you mentioned that they too have also undergone extreme levels of uh, mind manipulation and control. And, and this has been going on for like thousands of years. And like how they're they're pretty much, I don't know. They've they've been programmed by different cultures how to be a certain way, think a certain way, behave a certain way, and it's just that now those programs need to evolve. So I wanted to like bring that back up and again bring that into the conversation like that we had from last night. Okay. Now let's take men completely out of the equation. Okay. Let me let's talk about the female body and the divine masculine within you. And 
this is now leaving men completely not a man's world. This is a woman's world. Women are running the show. You have all your divine connectivity to your goddess self. What part of you is the masculine? How do you operate in the reality that you know as the masculine within the feminine body? And when you understand that you need to get the food, you need to get to where it is, you need to do this, you need to do that within the third dimensional reality limitations of getting what you need to sustain yourself, then you will understand what the divine masculine is all about. Mm. It's structure. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with men. Men are polarized in that direction. But right now, men want to be in bliss. They want the female energy. They want to stay home and take care of the kids and cook a nice meal. And they want you girls to define your divine masculine selves and figure out where the money is coming from and how it's going to work and all of that. And I've been speaking to men all over this planet. We have this in common. We don't want to run for prime minister anymore. We want you to run the show. Because if women don't get this, then there is this hurt that's played out continuously. And it's got to end. So I am manifesting a, a planet that is run by women because we don't want to be blamed anymore for what didn't work out. And that's my truth. Is that explaining divine masculine? I guess, yeah, a little bit. I think definitely there's been a discrepancy in like how we perceive power and how men have had most of the power. And yeah, there's been an imbalance. So I think if we can balance those things out and allow women to get into more positions of power, I think as a collective uh, group on this planet, we'll be able to unlock more of our sovereignty. I think up until now, it's been hard to even evolve our civilization to that point because women have been oppressed for so long in so many different ways. And black women especially have been, I think, the most oppressed, which is which is not nice. And I think it's it's changing slowly, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in those areas. But I think ultimately for me, how I see these things, I can't speak for everybody, but I would love to see a planet that's on a level where, you know, there isn't, oh, men are more powerful or women are more powerful or this and that, these kind of power struggles. It's about sharing. It's about sharing the responsibility and co-creating together. So I would love to see a planet where we're, we're all co-creating a reality that is beneficial for all beings on this planet. And there's beauty uh, in both dualities or both polarities. There's beauty in what men do with strategizing and designing or fixing or, you know, doing everything they do, inventing, creating. There's beautiful things about all that stuff. And there's beautiful, wonderful things about what the divine feminine does in healing, nurturing, protecting guarding um educating informing like when you merge these things together if all of us merge more of those archetypal energies together within ourselves then i think we level up and we unlock a whole other level of power than within one another within each of us and then i feel like that is the journey towards becoming more like gods again and i think maybe it's like our the last show that you and i were talking about leveling up and and being able to use more of our God tools where, you know, we have more telepathy, more uh, psychic gifts. I don't know. We just, we're just more deeply connected to all that is. And when you're connected to that level of abundance of the universe, then it's like anything is possible. But what I wanted to also do in this, in this conversation is dig more into these other paradigms of our reality, like politics, food, you know, environmentalism, like all these kinds of things. Um, like we touched upon media and how media is controlled and controlling our perspectives and perceptions, um, keeping us, you know, locked down and into a certain way of, of seeing reality. But what I also wanted to talk about is is the the game, like the circus freak show of politics 
and how that's also like another distraction. So what like what's your opinion on on the political world, the political landscape right now? It's just a reflection of our thoughts, basically, our confusion. Um, we're not sure. You know, what I wanted to say before you ask me the question is um, once we prove to ourselves that we can do something, then our God tools will be there. Because our inability to understand that we have proven to ourselves, we haven't validated ourselves, that's a part of the divine masculine the validation of self. Now, in this reality, what's playing out, left, blue, red, whatever is going on, Democrat, Republican, my point of view, your point of view, we're trying to prove to each other whose point of view is valid. And we've never really... Um, <clears throat> what, what I'm seeing is that nothing has ever been really proven because it's always been done with manipulation. So from my perspective, I would like to see the reality out there prove that they could do it if they weren't manipulated with. Mm -hmm. And show the manipulation as real and so that people would feel better about themselves and confident about themselves so that they could see that they could win instead of always losing so that they would feel better about themselves. And then when they feel better about themselves, they will see more of their guard tools come to them and they will become more of that being that we're aiming to be. And so all this reality, what's playing out is one level is people are waking up and seeing the manipulation and they're absolutely convinced about it. And now their thinking pattern has now changed because they're not exactly just going along and supporting the system anymore. They're willing to take some action, but there's still a level of fear that there's not enough of us who see the truth. And it annoys that, you know, we say the 95% out there just won't get it. And this is, in, this is causing uh, uh, self-validation within itself of why the rest of them don't get it. And now... Um, you have every single level of who's right and who's wrong, whether immigration is, you know, just coming across the border and getting uh, vegetables cheaper because Mexicans are giving you slave labor in your land and you're a part of accepting all of that. Or you're a humanitarian that wants no borders and you just want to see everybody happy or whatever concept is all playing out into what's right for the grouping of the situation or the limitations of the situation or the economics or the political structure or what all of that. Everyone is just proving to each other. And in this proving to each other, they're actually starting to, um, uh, how do I best put it? It's like the thoughts, you have a chase thought and you have a run thought, right? Mm. And if you're not, if, if you're not a chaser, uh, then you will be the runner or you have to meet in the middle at some point and say, we're friends and shake hands. There's no chase and there's no run. So as long as there's a chase thought, there's a run thought. And every single one of these thoughts need to get to this point of zero point of a, of a point of like rec reasoning with the extreme of both sides coming together and balancing it where this is what we accept, that is what we will not tolerate. And mm -hmm. we are at that point. That, this is an awakening. This is a, what, what's being played out right now is our awakening because we have never seen the real proof. We don't know if communism works because nothing has ever been really Marxist. We don't know if socialism works because it's always been manipulated by the globalists. We don't know if capitalist works because the country that says capitalism works is $21 trillion in debt. Mm -hmm. So don't tell me something works when you're exhausting a debt factor of I don't know what. You know, you have a negative balance. Don't, don't present this to me as, as, um, as working, right? Mm -hmm. Every ism is being proved as just nothing, just schisms, just 
just mm-hmm. nonsense. This is this is like for me. It's my it's I. This is what I wish for. I wish for truth to be known because I don't want to argue with somebody with with what ism is better when both isms are both uh, manipulated and. What side are you on? You know, it's like, I'm not on any side. but Yeah, uh, you just want peace and harmony. <laughs> it's not yeah. about sides. Yeah. And, you know, if if, if, you, if somebody doesn't pick a side and you're in your ego, you kind of get, come on, man, pick a side. You got to have a, you got to have a feel to it, you know, be something, be, be, you know, pick a side. And it's really like both sides are wrong. Both mm-hmm. sides are wrong. Why would I want to pick A or B when A and B is, is no good, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is how you know right now in Canada because we're both in Canada, it's like we've not really picked a party to run our country. We have been presented with buffoon A and buffoon B, and <laughs> select which buffoon we want. You know, it's like I was laughing when you said whether you're on the Trump or Trudeau, and the, the TRUs came in the truth. <laughs> yes. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is what it is. Like, you know, again, this is a really big topic. It's very hard to, you know, dive into every single aspect of this. Um, But in the end, I think what it really boils down to, and I've mentioned this on many, many programs, at the end of the day, I feel that one step that we can take into reclaiming our sovereignty is understanding how our involvement and cooperation with this system is what has created the world that we're living in today. And instead of pointing fingers and blaming it on, on Trump, I don't, sometimes I don't even want to say this guy's freaking name because he like, is such an idiot. But yeah, instead of blaming it on, on this narcissistic sociopath, I'm just going to say that, or blaming it on Trudeau, who I think is probably also some kind of sociopath, who knows, you know, like it's like we really got to look at it, look at ourselves. What are we actually doing every day to make the world a better place and to co create it into something that is working for everybody? We're not doing nothing at the end of the day. We're really not. You know, we're working hard nine to five. Yes, we're paying our bills. Yes, we're going to church or going to mosque or going to synagogue or going to temple or whatever the heck is we're doing or whatever. We're watching our Netflix. We're masturbating to porn. We are. I don't know. I don't know whatever these people are doing every day, but it's like if the work was really being done towards creating a better infrastructure, a better system that works for everybody, I think we would have seen it by now. And the fact that we don't see it is just an indication that more work has to be done. And again, it's taking responsibility. And a lot of people are afraid to take responsibility. They feel burdened, you know, by this idea like, oh, man, how am I going to do this? Or, oh, man, how are we going to get the food? How are we going to get the energy? How are we going to get the water? How are we going to build the shelter? Oh, man, like this is this is we can't do it. It's too much work. But like the greatest thing about humanity united is that we can get it done. We're all brilliant in our own ways. We all have skills to offer. We all have, you know, like, yeah, God given uh, strengths to bring to the table to create this better reality and yeah i don't know how much how much further i can rant about that because i can go on for a pretty long <laughs> a pretty long time but it's like there's different levels of this reality first it's like key number one i'm a human what does it mean to be a human okay there's these different energies this divine mask and divine feminine what does that mean how does that move through me what does that do okay next level now i'm a part of this like this uh collective where we're all experiencing energies and, and different things on a, on a daily basis. How does that affect me? How do I affect the world? There's so many questions that we need to ask ourselves, I think, in order to start reclaiming back our power. And until we get into a culture or a way of life that celebrates questioning, that celebrates critical thinking, that celebrates, you know, thinking outside the box, I think we're always going to be trapped and unlocking our power is going to be very difficult. But, yeah, like, what's your opinion on how people right now, today, can start unlocking more of their power? By accepting the outer experiences as something to teach you what works or doesn't work. And then knowing within your own self what works. 
And that in itself gives us the total validation of our own self, our own abilities, which then translates to a higher vibrating being, which uh, is more grounded, more confident. It can be a better conduit of the energies. The above and below are connected. You're in alignment. And an aligned being is a fully functioning being that thinks for themselves and the environment, which is themselves. And then they will now be able to affect others to reach that level. And that will spread. And the hundredth monkey or whatever story you want to take from that will mm -hmm. just. So it's instead of blaming everything out there, think of this. You got dropped into this place. And when you're here, your mission was to absorb everything in separation. And at some point, you recognize that, oh, my God, I'm here as an agent to help everything. And then take the learning of your experience and now shift it into um, this is where the divine male comes in. Take your experience, take your uh, creative knowledge and start to shift the thought of what how things could be, should be. And how they will actually work instead of looking at marketing and saying, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to follow that. Start thinking about better ways to distribute things that we really need rather yes. than that are currently happening. Yes. But this, just to like, just to like uh, interrupt for a quick second, we got a comment here from one of our listeners, Roxanne, who said, I am a Canadian lis uh, listening in from California, discovered yesterday that spiritual leader Marianne Williamson has announced she's throwing her hat in the ring for U.S. presidency in 2020. Uh, and she said, goes on to say, what we earthlings need now more than ever are authentic politicians who are willing to expose all of the forces that have been oppressing humanity. No one is free until we are all free. Yes. I love the last part of that. I totally agree. Um, going back to what you were saying even just now about, like, I don't know, media and, like, you know, all these kinds of things is, like, we think that we can get away with buying products, continuing consumerism and all these things, and we can just live in our ignorance, work our nine-to-five, go home, and just try to, like, live whatever kind of happy life we can live. And that that's going to be something that's going to fulfill us. And I think ultimately, until we realize that we're all connected on this planet and that we can never have true feeling of happiness and abundance until we all have it, then I think we can see some kind of a transformation on this planet. I've had so many talks with people in my community saying, oh, you know, until it gets to my doorstep, I don't really care. I'm not going to really pay much attention. Uh, you know, I don't have time for that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know what? Very soon, you're not going to have a choice, and you're going to have to start making time. And I think we're getting to that point, to that to that pinnacle point, that threshold right now on this planet, where if we don't start making time to pay attention to the things that matter, with the things that are directly affecting us, like the bullshit in our water, this fluoride garbage, GMO food, toxic chemtrails in, in, in the air, you know, all these kinds of... If we don't start paying attention and making those things a priority, these things that are highly valuable you know, to protect them and preserve them, then it's like, guess what, guys? You know, you inherit the world that you create due to your participation or lack thereof. And that's it. It is what it is. It is what we created to be. But uh, we have, like, five minutes left in the show. Uh, Troy, like, what are your last thoughts that you would like to share, everyone, in, on this theme of, like, reclaiming our, our sovereignty? You know... This is, this is my specialty, is thoughts. And I listen when you're speaking, and I formulate my thoughts from this. So every time we have a chasing thought, remember there's a running thought, and it's going to chase you back, and it's going to, you know, so it's going to balance out. So I started your show last week, and I opened it by saying, when we know how the inner is affected, the outer will change. And I can't deviate from that 
anymore because that's the core truth of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I started to go back to the outer cores of the, 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 the onion that I don't care about anymore because I'm already down there, um, all I can do is give you past matrix hacks that I've used to circumvent these thoughts that they didn't hold me. You know, it's like I could push away those those thoughts that everyone said they had to be. You know, you like you went into your nasal um, mocking tone when you were saying about somebody saying something in like, I don't want to deal with it because I don't have to. And mm-hmm. this is this is what we're this is what our mirrors, our reflection is giving back to us. They don't care. And it, it, it is it is like, OK, I'm at this point now where things are very close to a time we call the event because, you know, we all know we feel it. And in this event, what it what it, it all is, is a whole different concept with different people. And I won't get into that. We can do a whole show on that. You know, because yeah, I think we gotta we gotta talk about that because that's a hot theme right now in in many communities on this point. It's talking about this ascension event or just calling it the event. Yes, and you know those those um those thoughts are are real if you're in that real world in that world, and that world is you have to know that this was all a play before you can be a part of that event. You have to know all of this. So. What we're talking about is what's wrong with the culture, what's wrong with the system, what's wrong with this and what's wrong with that. You know, the people who know it's wrong were born knowing it was wrong. Mm. It's that we already knew it. And the people who pretend that is right, they will continue to pretend that is right because it's like they were plopped in our movie just to tell you that you're not right. You know? And so it's when like a we, test. Like, yes. When we realize this, and we stop saying, hey, hey, no, you're just my test. I passed that test already. Don't even bother with it, right? You, 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 mentally, you're past it. And in the hologram, the hologram no longer gives you this test. And so, so you're at a different level. You're on a different timeline. You're in a different trajectory in your, um, in, in your world. And if anybody on the show ever listened to Bashar, I remember him saying every single moment is a different world. So uh, your thoughts and your vibrations is what takes you through these different worlds. So we're constantly creating. Mm-hmm. This soul is creating. Me and you talking is creating. Every time there's a new thought and it takes somebody on a different level, a different plane, a different tra- trajectory is creating a different world. And, and even on, the- on just, just to start to interrupt you, but even just on that thought, like imagine if we were all thinking and feeling the same thing. That we were all united and aligned in wanting to create something specific. How That's fast it. could it actually be created? That's the event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we got we got we got one minute to close. So um, yeah, this is yeah. this is this is an ongoing conversation. Like reclaiming our sovereignty, reclaiming our power. This is not something that we're gonna ever stop talking about because we have to talk about it. It's important if we're gonna get to the next level of our consciousness and return this planet back to something that resembles at least peace and abundance for everybody. But thank you so much, Troy, for like joining me here today to have this conversation. And thank you again to innerlightradio.com for putting this on and for the listeners that listen in to my program, not just my program, but other programs and are trying and they're doing some work. You know, you're sharing the ideas and you're doing what you can to make this world a better place. Thank you so much. Continue doing it. And I will see you back here next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Have a great week, everyone. Mm